Welcome to the Prophecy Club. You look around at what is going on in America. Let's look right now. And I'm not trying to bring a news report. Let's just talk generally, okay? We see out on the West Coast, there's fires. And this is not the first round of fires. This is about the fourth round of fires. Fire after fire after fire. And it's not just one fire. There's times where they've had as many as 35 different fires burning. Yes, probably you have heard the complaints that some people are saying that these are set by arsons, but that's not what most people are saying. Most people are saying they are seeing blue sparks just come out of nowhere and start these fires, and they can't seem to stop the fires. They stop it here, it's going over there. Now, Yes, it could be scalar wave, but at the end of the day, it's still the hand of God because they could not do these things to our nation if God was not allowing it. So at the end of the day, you got, you, you can't rule out God. All right. So then we look here what last year there was not one, not two, three, but there were four hurricanes back to back and just decimated Puerto Rico and our whole southern coast. Then today, as we speak, there is a giant hurricane headed to North and South Carolina, and some people are afraid it could be the biggest damage to our nation in many years. Uh, they're, they're basically evacuating. Okay, so, so does this have anything to do with Bible prophecy? And the answer is yes, it does. So let's go to March 29th, 1997. This was called Seven Moons, and this was given to Dimitri Dudeman. Now, in case you're new with our broadcast, and you don't know who Dimitri Dudeman is, let me refresh your memory. This was the guy that was a Romanian pastor, smuggled Bibles into Romanian Russia for some 30 years, put through five months of torture, put him on the electric chair twice, and as he's on the electric chair, the angel Gabriel shows up and says, you're going to America to give them a warning from God. When he came to America, the angel came to him again and said that the fall of America would start with an internal revolution, started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government, the government would be busy with the internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two of the countries will attack and defeat America in one day. And he is probably the person that most American Christians believe is really hearing from God, probably more than anyone else outside the Bible. Okay, so March 29th, 1997. I was fishing, and Sergio and Daniel, my two grandsons, were in a place called Hot Springs, meaning Arkansas. Suddenly, a moon appeared, which shined exceedingly bright. Six smaller moons came out of the large one. As every moon appeared, it would cause, oh, listen to this, winds, storms, and tornadoes to start. The people seemed very agitated. They would run from place to place. Then I told my grandson, we have nowhere to run. There are mountains all around us and storms are getting worse. Trees were flying around, homes being demolished. And although the wind was blowing with such intensity, we didn't even feel it. Daniel was very scared. A man appeared at the edge of the moon holding a smaller moon in his hand. And he said, these will be just some of the punishments that this country, meaning America, will have to endure. He said, through wind, storms, 
tornadoes, and disasters, I will weaken their strength. So God is in the process of weakening America's strength. Why? Because he's trying to get the church to wake up. He's trying to get people to repent and turn to him. You may be saying, well, no, wait a minute. That's a pretty strange way to get people saved. Well, if you think about it, or here, I'll tell you the little story. It was probably 1998, 1999, somewhere in there. We put Dan Bowler on a 40-city speaking, speaking tour. And I remember specifically when he spoke in Omaha that night. We had 450 people at the meeting. I remember it very specifically. After I introduced him, he said, how many of you found Jesus? And he raised his hand. And of course, being a Christian meeting, as you can imagine, almost everybody in the whole room raised their hands. He said, no, you did not. He tackled you and he hogtied you and he drug you into the kingdom. Now that you've had a chance to think about it, that's exactly right, isn't it? <laughs> and, and all of the people started shaking their heads saying, yeah, yeah, that's right. You see, it's sad to say, but most people find Jesus at a particularly low point, either mentally, emotionally, or financially, or maybe even through wind storms and tornadoes. In other words, sad to say, but sometimes God has to hit us with difficulty to pull the rug of safety and convenience out from under us to get us to turn to him. March 1994. This one's called Letters to the Churches. It's also talking about what is in our news today. I'd gone to bed early, about 8 p.m., Dimitri said. I woke up between midnight, 1 a.m., and I got up and prayed. Then I went back to bed, and I dreamed that there was a lot of turmoil outside. I kept hearing everyone yell, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. I looked out, and I saw a very large red cloud. When I looked at it, its outer edges could not be seen. As I continued to look, I saw a tall man come out of the cloud. He was so tall that although his feet touched the ground, I could not see his head. Rays of light began to explode out of the man. When one would pass by me, I would fall to the ground. I couldn't even look at him my eyes with my eyes because he was too bright. He then began to hand me letters. They were addressed to certain churches. I knew that these must be American churches because I didn't recognize any of the names as being Romanian. The first letter said, My people who are discouraged and beaten by the storms, many who have let themselves be beaten by the enemy, stand up, cry out before God that he may save you. Now, let's just pause for a second. See, what God is trying to do with the fires in California, now the hurricane heading our way, and you're about to see that the next thing that's going to be hitting us is earthquakes. God is trying to save this nation. He's trying to wake people up and get them to turn to him. Now let's go back to the prophecy. The man kept coming and giving me more letters with names of churches of different denominations and also even independent churches. He gave me many letters. Then he said to me, when you finish taking these papers where they're supposed to go, you will see something that you've never seen before. 
Then there was thunder, and the voice spoke again, Tell all my people to pray and repent. The days have been shortened because of all the iniquities. Now, let's pause a second. See, when Antifa is out breaking windows and causing havoc and riots, when the left or the Democrats are angry and they're bringing people in, they're paying people to protest when they're trying to talk about Kavanaugh and possibly electing him to be one of the Supreme Court justices. When we see, now this is the point, please listen carefully. When we see anger and hatred in the hearts of our fellow brothers and sisters, it does not escape God's notice nor his judgment. In other words, when we have hate and anger, riots, things like that, those count in the spirit. Everything counts in the spirit towards the negative or towards the positive. And just like the Old Testament says that the sin of the Amorites is not yet full. In other words, as it says in Daniel, you've been weighed in the balances and found wanting. See, what God is seeing is the good and the bad in this nation. And when people are angry and hateful and mad at each other, that brings more difficulty. When there's love and there's peace and there's getting along, that brings more blessings. And as I've said before, I believe we're in the days of Jeremiah 51 verse 9. We would have healed this. We would have healed Babylon. That's America. But she is not healed. Forsake her and let every man returning to his own country. Meaning that I believe, and so says the angel that spoke to Sundar Salvarej, that Trump was sent in an effort to try to give America a respite. Means a rest from difficulty trying to get America to repent. So when you see these storms, floods, fires, these kind of things, understand this is the hand of God in a recruiting campaign. What? No, that's right. That's what it says. That's what he's really trying to do. Let's go back to what he said. I began to see the days passing by. Whenever a ray of light would pass by me, I would fall. The days were passing by so quickly, I couldn't even count them. The voice spoke again and said, Tell my people that I tried to wake them up through powerful storms, fires, floods, and earthquakes. All right, hold on, hold on. Let's pause and talk about that a second. We've seen the storms. They aren't gone away yet. We've seen the fires. They haven't gone away. We've seen the floods down in South Texas, Puerto Rico, uh, Florida. Okay, we've seen the storms, fires, floods, but... That's right. We haven't seen the earthquakes. Hadn't been any earthquakes in America to speak of. Not in a long time. Oh, yeah, I mean, little bitty ones. But we're not talking about little bitty ones here. When he says storms, what kind of storms were they? Devastating. When he said fires, what kind of fires have we been seeing for the last two years? Devastating. Floods, same thing. Houston's almost flooded out, man. What do you think the earthquake's going to be? You think that's going to be a little minor shaking? Oh, hey, there was an earthquake. No. When God sends an earthquake, it is going to be devastating also. Now, let's read that sentence again. Tell my people that I tried to wake them up through powerful storms, fires, floods, and earthquakes. So what do you suppose is coming next? 
If we don't wake up from the storms, fires, and floods, then we get the next thing, which is the earthquakes. But even then, they would not wake up. This is the hand of God trying to wake up our nation. But do you suppose any of the news people are going to suggest, hey, maybe we need to start praying to God. Maybe we need to all go back to church. Uh, Hey, matter of fact, I have to tell you. So I got a virus on my computer, had to call these techie guys, and one of the tech guys I was just speaking with here just 10, 15 minutes before I started the program today. He was opening up some of my files, and he saw something about prophecy, and he said, what do you do? And I said, well, I do a radio program on Bible prophecy. Do you know what that is? He said, no. I said, do you know what the Bible is? Of course, I knew he was Indian, so he's probably not Christian, and probably a blank sheet of paper when it comes to being a Christian. And he said, no. I said, well, the Christian Bible foretells the future. Would you want to know some of the things it says? He said, yeah. And of course, in my spirit, I'm going, hot diggity dog. (laughs) So I told him, okay, here's what's going to happen. Russia, Cuba, and Nicaragua is going to attack and defeat America in one day. Do you want to hear that? He said, yeah. So I went through, you know, the fall of America was started. I went through that whole thing. He said, well, then what do I do? And I thought, yes, that's exactly the question I wanted him to ask. I said, then you have to make Jesus your God. How do I do that? I thought, correct question. So I said, it's as simple as this. Just say, Jesus, be my God. And he said, Jesus, be my God. Now, you have to understand the power in what he just said. Sometimes we Christians, me included, have got into these long prayers where you got to get somebody to explain all about the cross and the blood and all of that. Hey, no, no, at the end of the day, just like the thief on the cross, He didn't even say, Jesus, be my God. He simply said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus said, this day you'll be with me in paradise. It doesn't take a big, long, complicated prayer. It doesn't. Yes, they're good. But the man said, Jesus, be my God. In Jesus' name. And he said, in Jesus' name. Now, One of the things I learned in the process of writing my book, having, it's complicated. That's the reason I I had to put it in a book, because it's just too complicated to begin to try to explain. But essentially, what the parables are saying is that if you have ever asked Jesus in your heart, then you report to the judgment seat of Christ, which takes place on trumpets, and you report having your sins washed away, unless, and then it gets complicated to explain all of the unless and you know how you may show up without a wedding garment, but it's a start. Then I said, okay, here's what you do is go get yourself a King James Bible and read it. Read it, read it, read it, read it, read it, read it. Now, I'd love to be able to say, and go get involved in a church. I did say, go do your best to try to find a church that'll follow it. But these days, with the state that so many churches are in, I can't exactly recommend that he goes to any particular church. But I did say, and I do think, matter of fact, I'll say this to people listening. It's important that you get involved in a church. 
I need to make probably a whole radio program because there's lots of reasons why you do want to be involved in a church and do not expect to find a perfect one. You can come to Spirit of Prophecy Church in Plano. It's a very good church. It's not perfect. And it's probably not going to be everything that you expect. But it's important to go into a church, and maybe I'll make that another broadcast. But anyway, let's get back to our point today. Storms, fires, floods, and soon-to-be earthquakes. This is why I will pour out my wrath. One more thing. If you're listening and you have not asked Jesus to be your God, say these words. Jesus, be my God. Say those words. Say those words, and your sins are washed away. Your name is written in the book of life, and you no longer will be burned with the tares, crushed with the grapes. Take some time to explain all that. Just saying those words, and you report to the judgment seat of Christ. That's the good place to report to. Just saying those words means that you have an attorney when you go into court. And that attorney is not just Jesus the attorney. It's Jesus the judge. Jesus judges at the great white throne. Jesus judges at the judgment seat of Christ. And you are going to have him on your side. And he can then turn to the father and say, he's mine. Let him in. It's as simple as that. Now, there's more than you have to do. You got to read that Bible. You got to follow that Bible. There's a lot to being a Christian. But starting the journey, and that's what saying Jesus be my God is. That's the simplest way I know to put it. Say those words, Jesus be my God. Jesus be my God. Just like the man did on the phone just a few minutes ago. It's as simple as that. Say it. Jesus be my God. If you're a Christian, even if you've said it a lot of times, I say it every day, say it with me. Jesus, be my God. Now, if you just said that, then your next obligation is get you a King James Bible and read it, read it, read it, read it, read it. And then when you know the Bible, then you'll know which church is right for you along with praying and asking God to show you. Okay, back to this. This is why I will pour out my wrath when they least expect it. Fasting with weeping. Then the angel gave me a scripture, Joel 2, verses 12 and 13. Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful and slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. See, that's the solution. Solution to the storms, fires, floods, and earthquakes. Yes, it's a good idea to store up guns, groceries, all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, they're not going to protect you if Jesus is not your God. So you got to say, Jesus, be my God. After these things, the cloud and the angel began to fade away. When I woke, I was wet with sweat. Now, there's more. Let's go to the next one. July 1, 1994. It's called Three Scrolls. I was pa- it was past midnight, he said. I couldn't sleep because I felt inside that God was going to speak to me tonight. So I began to pray. After I prayed, I went to bed and fell asleep. I dreamed that I began to hear thunder and see lightning. 
The earth began to move and shake violently. What's that sound like? That's right. That's an earthquake. Okay. Begin to move and shake violently. I yelled to my family, wake up, because something is happening outside. When I got outside, there was such darkness, I couldn't see anything. Yet, in that great darkness, I could hear the voices of children and men and women screaming. I told my family, be careful how you walk. From the clouds that released this darkness on the earth, I heard a powerful voice say, I am taking revengeance against the sin. I'm taking revenge that they may see my power. With as much as I have blessed them, that is how much I will send destruction. I will send storms, heavy rains, flooding, earthquakes, hurricanes, and tornadoes because I want them to see my power and to know that without me, they can do nothing. They trusted in themselves and in their own strengths. This is why I will punish this place. Now, hang on. Let's talk about that a second. What did he say? He said, I'm sending these storms, heavy rains, flooding, earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes. What's that sound like? That sounds like American weather for the last two or three years, doesn't it? Maybe even going back further than that. Storms? Have we had storms? Yep. In the process right now. Heavy rains? Yep. Just had them last year. Flooding? Mm Mm-hmm. Earthquakes. There's that word again. America hasn't had any big devastating earthquakes yet. Next words, hurricanes and tornadoes. We've had everything on that list but earthquakes. Now, if we don't wake up with the storms, heavy rains, flooding, hurricanes and tornadoes, and we don't seem to be, have you heard about great big revivals taking place in the sports stadiums? Have you heard about great revivals taking place in churches? Has Trump stood up and said, everyone, please pray for me? You know, that's pretty simple. That's pretty easy. He could do that. Has he done it? No. Has he said, I'm asking everyone this month to pray for America? Has he even asked anyone to pray? No. So have we seen anything? Think about it for a second. Have we seen anything that says that large numbers of people, or actually even small numbers of people, are beginning to clean up their lives, beginning to turn to Jesus, to go back to church? Have we seen any of that? Think for a minute. Have we seen any of that? No. We aren't listening to the voice of God. The voice of God is speaking through storms, heavy rains, flooding, hurricanes, tornadoes, and soon-to-be earthquakes. Let's go on with what he said. The earth moved as if it were on water. That's what's coming. You ever been in an earthquake? I've been in one. And it's a strange thing. It was like uh, we happened. it happened in Israel when we were on our tour in 1991. And here's what it felt like. First of all, it was like we were standing right next to a train going by. It was a noise loud like you can't even believe. Now, try to imagine taking one of those three-by-eight tables, putting rollers on the bottom of the table, and you have four men, one at each one of the corners. And what they're going to do is move it to the left real quick and then move it to the right real quick, and they're moving it about two or three feet with each time. Left 
over here, right two or three feet, left two or three feet, right two or three feet. And you're on top of that table as they're moving it. And you're trying to stand up. Now, in those days, <laughs> I was much younger than I am today. And it was all I could do. At the time the earthquake hit, Leslie was stepping out of the shower. I was stepping into the shower. And all of a sudden, it was like instantly. We were beside a train where there is unbelievable. You couldn't even. And we instantly, both of us, just started saying, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, both of us at the same time. Blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. And we neither one of us fell. But it was all we could do to stand up. We quickly dressed and ran outside, and there were people that were in their skivvies, I guess you'd say, <laughs> that were outside. And the, I remember seeing the water in the swimming pool. It was like taking a, like a pan, like you make a, a cake in that was full of water and moving it to the left and moving it to the right and all of the water sloshing out. We saw that swimming pool, and all of the water was sloshing out. And most, I mean, I'm going to say half the water went out of the swimming pool at the hotel we were at. That was a 6.3. And there was only minor cracks in the hotel. No one was hurt. No one was hurt in the whole city. That's a small one, brothers and sisters. Now, do you think that would get America's attention? Well, apparently not. So I'm, I'm saying that what you're seeing is only the beginning. So let's go on here. The earth moved as if it were in water. The people lived in complete terror, each one yelling louder than the other, not being able to understand anything. The earth shook so violently that I was unable to walk. What did I just say? I was unable to walk. In other words, he fell down during the earthquake. And don't be surprised. The kind of earthquakes we're about to see, don't be surprised. You're probably not going to be able to stand up. Suddenly, in the midst of all this tumult, a light appeared, more powerful than any I've ever seen. In the shining light, there were two men. One of them said unto me, I came to talk with you. I will send plagues over America, and I want you to be aware. After saying these words, he took out a scroll, which began to unroll quickly. It was so long that I couldn't see the end. On this first scroll of paper were all kinds of names, each beside each name was the word punishment or a disease or trial or torment. The angel said, these named will have to go through what is listed by their name in order to be cleansed, in order to be able to stand, now the way we'd say it, in order for them to repent and turn to Jesus. That scroll was then rolled up and sealed and a second one brought out. On it was written, peace. Joy in the Holy Spirit, salvation or victory for those that love me and work for me and kept their life clean, not for the hypocrites, the proud, the boastful, the hateful. The scroll continued to pass by slowly before my eyes until it finished passing. Then a third scroll was opened, which had names on it also, yet there was something written only beside the names on the top half of the scroll. From the halfway mark down, each name, there were flashing stars. I said, what do the flashing stars mean? He said, these are those with whom the number will be completed. The seed of God has reached their heart and is even now working toward repentance. When the total number will be complete, all of the devastation will begin. 
Until then, I will send great plagues over America that she may wake up from the sleep from which they are sleeping and from their self-reliance that they may see their pride and boastfulness. If they begin to rain ice and hail, the people were scattering all over, not knowing which way to go from the terror of the screams. I woke up. He is saying that these storms, heavy rains, flooding, hurricanes, tornadoes, all of these are all part of God trying to wake us up. And if we don't wake up and I don't see us waking up now or in the future, then he's going to hit us next with earthquakes. Now, how bad can the earthquakes be? Bad enough that you can't walk. Oh, that's not it. That's not bad. So you fall down on the earth. Bad enough to where some of the buildings start falling and killing people. Bad enough to where that there's a crack from the Great Lakes opening all the way up down to Gulf of Mexico. That bad? If that's what it takes. So what do we do? First thing we do is ask Jesus to be our God and start asking people around you, say, make Jesus your God. Just say these words, Jesus be my God. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for your gifts of support. God bless.